Hello and welcome back to the C. Thomas Printer Cooperative, a place to make you think, make you remember, and make you smile. January 1st, 2023. Freedom is the right to say no. George Orwell. There is something happily rebellious about that definition. Ronald Reagan. Good morning and Happy New Year. I'm Ossesi Jones and I'm back with C. Thomas Printer. Good morning, C. Thomas. How do you want to start the new year? Above the ground, austerity, above the ground. And good morning. I'd like to say hello to all the people with New Year's resolutions who feel completely crapulous about the holidays and are determined to go to the gym until MLK Day at least. This coming year is not going to be easy austerity. For too long, we have kicked the can down the road, and the road is now coming to an end. So how do we prepare ourselves for such an event? Well, by saving and building our emergency fund, by preparing our spending and purchasing habits, and by preparing our mindsets for changes. It isn't that we can't handle tough times, but the shock of having to deal with them will be tough for some people. We just have to gird up our loins, as they say. Who says that, C. Thomas? And what does that even mean? It means hold on to your dungarees or your britches or more directly, watch your ass because the kickings <laughs> are coming. But where do you ask? Let's explore some possible boots. 2022 was the year that popped the bubble of genius. We've had this generation's J.P. Morgan, Sam Bankman-Fried, and this generation's John D. Rockefeller, Elon Musk, have their empires blow up in their faces. SBF is in jail. Elon paid three to four times more than he should have for Twitter and then lost half his advertisers, and then watched Tesla lose 70% of its value. He's on the brink of margin calls and his empire is crumbling, but at least he can fall back on selling flamethrowers. He's good at that. Flamethrowers are going to appear in a variety of locations and markets in the coming year, and Elon has always had his finger on the pulse of the populace, and he does now. By that, I mean on the world's Twitter finger. The fallout from these diaper fires haven't yet been completely felt. Inflation is at 7%, and the oil price is lower than when Putin invaded Ukraine. Tough to blame high energy prices on Putin now, isn't it, Europe? Now, what happens when Putin says, nah, I won't sell energy at that price. Try burning your principles or climate bills and heating your homes. It doesn't quite work that way, does it, Klaus Schwab? Now, what happens when China reopens after they strive toward herd immunity by allowing their population to get sick? This increase in energy demand will be large and hitting the market at a time when supply will be at its lowest due to Russia price cap sanctions. What happens to inflation then? Supply down, demand up. Hmm. What happens to price in that situation? Hmm. <laughs> Inflation is like nausea. It comes in waves. And while it has peaked for a while, I don't think we are done with it. It will retreat in advance, retreat in advance. It always does once the genie is out of the bottle. Speaking of China, we have to understand a little geopolitics here. President Xi got the lifetime appointment in October and literally removed his competitors 
So he is free to be more bold. The Chinese protests might have forced his hand at reopening, but if he wasn't a lifetime appointee, he might not have responded the way he did, but we will never know. Meanwhile, China is eyeing Taiwan like a Rottweiler on a ribeye, so don't be surprised to see them follow in the footsteps of Russia and Ukraine. Remember 2014, Russia went into the Crimea and Obama did nothing. Now Ukraine and Biden is doing nothing. The Joe Biden window is closing, and that might force Xi to move more quickly than he would like, if he thinks a more formidable president like a Trump or a DeSantis might win in 2024. Yesterday, Belarus came out and said that a missile from the Ukraine was shot down by their systems, and any more of that, and it would be considered an act of aggression. Now, why would Belarus do that? What if Putin needs some foot soldiers and Belarus loves cheap Russian energy? Can they play let's make a deal? Kosovo and the Serbs are simmering again. The Indians and the Chinese have had skirmishes on their border. And now Belarus and Ukraine are bickering. When people are struggling financially, people resort to force. So keep an eye out for these small regional hostilities and who is siding with whom for fear they advance in size. Speaking of small regional situation, Ghana was going to buy oil for gold, we discussed, and now they are defaulting on their debt. Now, you might say, see, Thomas, why the love affair with Ghana recently? And to you, I reply, like military conflicts, disaster will start in some small place. Remember the assassination of Archduke Ferdinand? Of course you do. If Ghana uses gold to buy energy and no longer have a need to buy dollars, yet they get what they need, oil, they don't need dollars. They just need oil. And if they can avoid the dollar trade using their own natural resources, they don't import our inflation. But they owe loans in dollars, likely. Ghana owes debt payments to someone, eurobond payments to someone. And if they default due to lack of dollars, that puts stress on their counterparties. Those counterparties might not be strong enough to withhold such an action, and then they default, and it goes up the line and up the line. Maybe the trigger is in housing instead of a regional hotspot. Price discovery will be back in the housing market in 2023. Michael Burry mentioned the bullwhip effect hitting the supply chains, but now it is going to hit the real estate market because it has a slower lag than getting containers on ships. We have had COVID delays finishing housing, and there was a short-term shortage, and prices spiked. And now everyone jumped into the housing market. My neighbor's dog owns two rental houses and a duplex that he rents out as an Airbnb. And all he had to do was put down a second mortgage on his dog house, which he had plenty of equity in due to housing price inflation. <laughs> it looks like the oil frackers a decade ago jumping into oil with cheap money and oversupply followed. Supply and demand, people. Homeowners have changed. Wall Street and everybody with a get-rich-quick book has been buying real estate, creating a bubble bigger than 2008. We have people that own houses for Airbnb purposes that are seeing their occupancy rates fall, and the stimulus money fades away, and the pent-up travel demand is falling. We have Wall Street investors who bought with cash. Remember them outbidding owner-occupants? And they are now seeing their borrowing costs rise while rents are falling and falling. 
This is bad for their models. And we saw Zillow exit en masse, and others will follow. Now, Sidons, that can't be right. Oh, but it is. You see, COVID spread us out geographically. Everyone had stimulus checks, child tax credits, and government loan money to buy houses and a place in the country. But it also allowed people to not pay rent, not pay their electric bill, and not pay their student loan, so people were flush with cash. Everyone got their own place, so they didn't have to live with a roommate that might bring home COVID or get on their nerves, etc. <laughs> so I give you the much-hyped media event called the housing shortage. But it was really a housing distribution change that was temporary. If four roommates all get their own place, we have a housing shortage. But once they have to pay their bills and move back in with each other, we have normalized supply. But due to informational deficiencies, we are building the largest amount of apartment housing units since 1973. So we will soon have an abundance of supply. This informational misunderstanding is usually causes a bullwhip. And Boomtown Boise is about to get a sting from that whip, as will others that had bubbles. Housing is coming, and hell is coming with her. Let's recap what happened in the past year briefly. No one looked into Sam Bankman Freed. No one looked into the gay, Jewish, Hampton-living, descendant of Holocaust-surviving Republican congressman. No one looked into passive investing, which is just buying the index. What if Apple and Tesla are in every index, and they both just made 52-week lows? No one looks into underfunded pensions. No one looked into or read the $1.7 trillion spending bill or even had time to read it. No one stopped to think that if every Southwest Airlines seat was full, how would they handle the disruption? You can't bump people to the later flights when there is no room on the next flight. No one wants to think, and no one wants to listen. I am speaking generally as people are calling every one of these things into question. But I guess those people didn't get enough clicks to arrive at the top of your algorithm. Move aside, cat videos. Thinking will be the best skill to develop, but reading and consuming quality information will also help. We will continue this in part two of our C. Thomas Doesn't See Much Good in 2023 Reckless Forecasting episode coming next. Since we know that you don't have enough time to find and read all the resources you need, we have compiled them for you in our blog and our YouTube channel because we want you to be the most informed person in your room. 